Hi, I'm Sean McGahey from the Catholic Roundup at catholicroundup.com. This is episode 33 of The Catholic Foodie. Coming up on today's show, a room full of Jeffs. A recap of the CNMC. More about jalapeno poppers. Taking your Catholic vitamins. Birthday sushi. A foodie kid's eye view of Cooking Mama 2 for the Nintendo DS. And more listener feedback and recipes than you can shake a kebab at. Now here's your host, Mr. Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. <laughs> that was awesome. That was an awesome intro. I don't know if I could do any better than that. Uh, but I will come on and just say a few words as we move into episode 33. Uh, first of all, I'm just I'm blown away at how many recipes have come in this past week. You guys are doing a fabulous job of sending me recipes. It's, uh, it's awesome. Matter of fact, this episode, I have got so much feedback to share with you. It is unbelievable. Uh, more feedback than I've had to share with you in a long time. So I hope you enjoy that. It's uh, it's going to be very entertaining, by the way. Uh, you know, you know, I got a I got a special surprise for you. Uh, we've got some voice feedback to play, and uh, you're just not going to believe it. You really aren't. Uh, I'm so excited about that. I can't stand it. Uh, we we've got uh, we've got other feedback too. More voice feedback from uh, good friends of the Catholic Foodie, and um, goodness, I mean, what don't we have? I mean, Sean, basically said it all you know uh he is the duct tape guy you need to check him out in his show at catholicroundup.com good good guy thank you so much sean once again we're so glad you're here at the catholic foodie where food meets faith life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have so much feedback. I, I, I'm amazed at how much feedback we have for this episode, and I'm going to just jump right on in with the feedback. Uh, you know, and it's funny that I'm, I'm going to start off with this, but uh, the last couple of episodes, we've been hearing from someone that uh, many of you may know. Uh, his name is Captain Jeff, and I know that... <laughs> He's been sort of a constant presence with us for the last couple of episodes, and I like that a lot because he is a he's a fantastic guy. And if you know him, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Captain Jeff, after hearing me mention his name a few times, decided to give us another call, and this is what he had to say. Hey, Jeff. Captain Jeff here, once again. I'm on a uh, walk-slash-jog. I think more of a walk than a jog. On... Uh, Folly Beach, Folly Island, uh, South Carolina, about 10 to 15 minute drive from Charleston. And I uh, heard you mention again my feedback of a couple episodes ago about uh, boring and unappetizing food. Of course, you know I was just joking. 
love that uh, tasty food, especially garlic and onions and that kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get out of the way of this truck. Okay, there we go. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to let you know uh, we're, we're having a great time here at uh, Folly Beach with the family. And uh, we, so some of the things we've been eating, um, let's see, we've had some, uh, some mahi and uh, made that into a, a salad and uh, some lobster bisque and some fresh steamed crab claws. We, uh, Harris Teeter here, the grocery store chain, had a special, you spend more than $25 and you can get the uh, crab claws for $2.97 a pound. And they're awesome, it's a great price, anyway. And also, I was getting kind of thirsty here in this tropical environment and I uh, decided that a mojito would be just delicious. So I went online, looked for some good mojito recipes, and uh, my wife and I have used that mojito mixer. Uh, you, know, you just kind of mix it with the rum and then that's it. And uh, eh, it's okay in a pinch, but I wanted to make the, the real thing. So I kind of came up with my own recipe uh, using a lot of the other recipes there as a base and uh, made a sugar syrup. Of course, you got to have the fresh mint leaves. And uh, let's see, what else? Some uh, lime juice, fresh lime juice, of course. And uh, then you have to have something called a, I forgot what it's called now. It's like a mumbler, mambler, muggler. Maybe it's a muggler. I don't know. It sounds like a Harry Potter thing. Well, anyway, it's uh, like, a, like a pestle made out of wood that you... Uh, crush the mint leaves or bruise the mint leaves in the bottom of the glass and uh, best thing I could come up with was a wooden handle off of uh, utensil they had in the kitchen here at this uh, condo that worked fine and I uh, bruised the uh, the lime and the sugar and the lemon juice and then uh, added the rum of course which is probably the most important ingredient and then uh, topped it off with a little bit of club soda and oh that was really good anyway I don't want to take up all your time just wanted to let you know that uh, Captain Jeff is uh, eating well and drinking well and uh, trying to live well as well. Bye. Thank you so much, Captain Jeff, for calling in. <laughs> I just had to laugh. You you are eating very well, by the way. And uh, you made me you made me kind of jealous. You know, here here I am, the Catholic foodie over here in uh, Louisiana talking about all the good stuff that I'm eating and I, I just thank you so much for calling and uh, for telling me what you're eating. That was uh <laughs> Very uh, tempting and uh, made me hungry. It's awesome. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the instrument that you use to uh, bruise uh, typically leaves in a, uh, like mint or uh, uh, whatever, in a, in, a, in a cocktail is called a muddler. It's M-U-D-D-L-E-R, muddler. So you were very close. And uh, kudos for you for doing that, uh, for being so close. I, was, I am uh, an ex-bartender, so... I had to use one of those on a, on a regular basis. Now, speaking of Captain Jeff, I've got, I've got a surprise for everybody. Uh, I'm surprised. I can't believe this, actually. Uh, but this past week was the first week of school. So I, was, I was at school teaching, um, you know, been off all summer, and finally had to go back, and everything was going well. Uh, Friday, we had a school mass. I teach at a Catholic high school, so we had a school mass. And I was, um, it was actually right around the time for communion, my cell phone goes off. Now, the good thing is, is that I keep my cell phone on silent pretty much all the time. So it goes off, starts vibrating, I look down to see who it is, and it's Captain Jeff. I'm like, oh my goodness, man, I, you know, I, I want to answer this call, but I need to, I need to pray and go to communion and, uh, 
Thanksgiving and, and all that. So uh, I waited. I didn't answer the call. I waited a little bit. And then uh, a little bit after, like right after Mass, I went outside and uh, listened to the message. And, and you know what he had to say? <laughs> you're not going to believe this. I didn't believe it. Uh, you're not going to believe this. He said that uh, at the last minute, uh, the airline, he's a pilot, you know, he's an airline pilot, commercial pilot. The airline that he works for called him up and asked if he would take uh, an extra flight. And that extra flight left in about two and a half hours. So he, he had like next to no time to prepare. And uh, he says, well, where, where's the flight to? And they said, all right, wait for it. Wait for it. New Orleans. <laughs> is that amazing or what? New Orleans. So what he did is he called <laughs> he called me and said, look, I'm in the car. I'm on the way to the airport. Uh, it was 1030 my time, by the way. 10.30 my time. He says, uh, I'm on my way to the airport. I'm flying to New Orleans. Just found out. Um, I don't know if, you know, I know it's late notice, but if you would be available, it'd be great to have dinner tonight. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. I mean, I had lunch with Lisa Handy just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, now I'm going to have dinner with Captain Jeff. I mean, goodness gracious, what's going to happen next? Maybe I'm going to have breakfast with Father Roderick. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? Maybe Father Roderick's coming to the States. I have to find out about that. Anyway, uh, so sure enough, uh, he arrived around 1 o'clock. And, uh, you know, I, of course, I was, I was teaching. I had to finish the day, and we had some family stuff to, to deal with, uh, which included, by the way, finding a babysitter because uh, Char had a, be- a meeting to go to. So um, anyway, it all worked out, and I was able to uh, head out, go to... Uh, New Orleans and uh, meet him downtown and you know we had been talking I, I, once again I, I asked him where would you like to go eat you know I mean I'm I'm up for anything and uh, I'm, I'm the one who lives here what would you like and he said uh, he didn't care you know uh, now it turns out there was a Saints game going on that night so there was tons of people tons of people down uh, downtown and I thought, well, why, why, we don't need to stay downtown. Why don't we go somewhere else? So we decided to go to a neighborhood restaurant. Uh, matter of fact, I talked about this restaurant the, very, the, the second, uh, my, my first or second episode, I can't remember. Uh, Frankie and Johnny's. It's a neighborhood restaurant. It's been around forever. Hole in the wall, just like one of them, you know, run-down joints kind of, kind of places. And uh, it, it really is. It's like a shotgun house. And very uh, uh, not very wide at all, but it goes far back, and uh, we we decided to go there. So we drove drove down St. Charles, went down uh, uh, where did we go down Octavia Street, turned on Chapatulas, went a couple of blocks, went turned to the right, and uh, went up Arabella about twenty feet into the parking lot, and and that's where we went. And it was it was so awesome, it was so great to. Uh, to be able to spend that time just hanging out, you know, with Captain Jeff. And uh, we had a wonderful meal, by the way. Uh, the place is definitely a hole in the wall, and the, but the food is just outstanding. There's nothing to look at. I mean, if you're like me, I love these kind of places. They're, they're, and I, I don't mean anything, uh, any kind of offense to Frankie and Johnny's, but the place is kind of like a dump, you know what I mean? Uh, but I love it. And for me, to me, that's like a good thing. It was a really. It's got character. It's got uh, atmosphere. It's, it's, uh, it's just very down home, you know. So uh, he had crawfish etouffee, 
uh, which is very good. And it was uh, it looked delicious. Uh, but we started out. I probably should say this. We started out with uh, something that's kind of like fried onion rings, but it wasn't onions. It was fried bell pepper rings. I'd never had those. I'd never heard of those. Uh, we got them, and it was served with ranch dressing. And let me tell you, that stuff was so good. I couldn't believe it. I ate. I probably ate more than Captain Jeff. I just I couldn't stop. They were just so delicious. So he ordered uh, the 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 crawfish uh, etouffee. And when an etouffee is is kind of like a um, how to describe it? It's almost like a a stew. But it's a little bit different. There, there. It is a, a lighter roux. They start with a roux. Once again, R U X, a roux. It's a flour and oil, and it's, it's lighter though than a gumbo roux. And uh, they use uh, crawfish. And typically in an etouffee, you uh, I mean you got the, the bell peppers and the onions and the celery, uh, the, the the garlic, uh, some some cayenne of course in there. Uh, it's good stuff, and it's served over rice. So a very good, uh, very good dish. And I ordered a shrimp po'boy, and I uh, got, got a, a, a super big one. It was 12 inches. Uh, I got the whole thing because I, I knew. See, I know my family well. I figured I would bring, I would bring home the other half. I ate half at the restaurant. I'd bring on, home the other half, and it would not stay in the house long. <laughs> so um, delicious. It was. It was a great meal, and it. You know, the food was nice, but it wasn't the food that was. Uh, important to me. It wasn't the food that, even though I'm a foodie, it wasn't the food that really made the night. It was uh, being able to hang out with Captain Jeff. So I can't say enough about that. Captain Jeff, it was awesome. I'm so glad you came down. I, I'm glad that it worked out. We're able to get together. And and I look forward to doing that again. I mean, we met in person for the first time at the CNMC. So uh, I hope we don't have to wait until the next CNMC uh, to see each other. It was It was such a treat. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I, I did meet Captain Jeff at the CNMC in San Antonio in, in June, and it was such a pleasure then to meet him uh, in person. And uh, he wasn't the only person I met uh, in person for the first time. I met Lisa Hindi in person for the first time, Father Roderick, uh, uh, Father Seraphim, uh, Paul Camerata, Mac and Catherine. I mean, so many people who are, you know, these wonderful people. Uh, very, I guess, famous, you know, uh, podcasters. And I also met a number of bloggers, and I was just so happy that I got to meet all these people. Uh, it, it was, you know, my favorite podcasters and bloggers. They were all there, and I, I was so fortunate to meet them. And uh, I, I received some feedback from a blogger that I met uh, for the first time at the CNMC. Her name's Lisa, and I will tell you about her in just a second. But first, I want to say, that uh, recently, I guess it was about a week ago, or less than a week ago, actually, I put a, a post on my blog, catholicfoodie.com, basically asking for recipes. And I said, I, I just need recipes. Uh, we have, I had about, I don't know, 12 or so recipes on the site, but what I noticed when I looked at the, um, when I looked at the, the statistics of the site, I noticed that most, the, 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 the page that was most looked at, or the one that had the most hits, was the recipe page. But it only had like 12 recipes there. You know, I've got, what, 33. This is this is episode 33, so 32 podcasts there, which, by the way, that was the second page, the most looked at page. Uh, and I have, I don't know how many posts, tons of posts, 
but the thing that people looked at the most were uh, were was recipes. And can you imagine why? I mean, it's this whole Food Network thing. It's the whole, you know, we love talking about food. We love to know about food. We love to uh, look at recipes or cooking shows. There's just something about food because it's, it's something we need to eat, of course. We need food to live. But it's also something that, you know, people, if you have to eat it, why not eat good food, you know? So uh, lots of people looking at the recipe page and I knew I needed more recipes, so I, I, I sent a call out, you know, a call for recipes. Y'all help. Uh, please send me a recipe. And I asked the question. I said, can we get 10 recipes in 10 days? And, you know, I, I, I've been astounded at the response. I've got a number of recipes. We went over 10. I haven't counted them yet, but I know we went over 10. And uh, they came in within the, like, I guess the first four days or five days. So I'm going to have to issue another uh, challenge to do another 10 in 10 days. We'll see about that. But I wanted to say that before playing this feedback because Lisa called in about a recipe. And this is a recipe that uh, I, I prepared, I cooked in Florida just a few weeks back when we were on vacation. And uh, boy, it was delicious, first of all. I fell in love with these things. And I'm amazed at how many people have come to my website, come to the blog, to get the recipe for these jalapeno poppers. Or if you're going to say it correctly, jalapeno poppers. Amazing. And uh, so I'm so excited to share this feedback with you. This is Lisa from the Of Sound, Mind, and Spirit blog, which you can find at soundmindandspirit.blogspot.com. And let's listen to what she had to say. Hi, Jeff. This is Lisa from Texas, one of the blogging sisters from Sound, Mind, and Spirit. When I saw your blog post last month, the chorizo stuffed poppers, I knew that was something we had to try. My family has a ranch in Central Texas, and whenever we're there, the guys love to make jalapeno poppers. But they usually stuff theirs with Monterey Jack cheese, little Snookies, and then wrap them in bacon. We never tried making them with the chorizo. So last weekend, my husband and father made them based on your recipe. And they were excellent. The chorizo gave them a great depth of flavor. That's missing with just little Snookies. We did have one little problem, though. The guys want to do the jalapenos whole and then core them out and stuff them and then wrap them. It works great with the little smokies, but with the chorizo, some of the filling did have a tendency to fall out while cooking. When I showed the guys the pictures on your blog of the half jalapenos holding it like a little boat, they thought that made a lot of sense. And we were going to try them again. But they were really, really good. And we can't wait till we go to the ranch again so that we can make them again. Anyway, thanks for the recipe, the podcast, and the blog. You're always full of good ideas. Bye. Thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, it was such a pleasure meeting you once again at the CNMC. And uh, I love your blog. Y'all do a fantastic job. And, of course, your sister Shelly uh, just won uh, the Zatarain's Throwdown, at least the, uh, the unofficial throwdown on my website. That was uh, just a few weeks back, and she, she received a, a care package, a promo package from, uh, from me uh, via Zatarans. And uh, I know she submitted her recipe also to Zatarans. They're supposed to uh, name the finalists uh, in September. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully, we will be counted among that number. So um, anyway, I would thank, thank you so much for the feedback. And I just have to make a couple of comments about the, the poppers. Uh, you know, I, 
for some reason, I, I was just kind of craving those things. I, I hadn't had them in forever, and I had been thinking about them, but I had never made them. So the recipe, really, I kind of came up with that. I was trying to figure out uh, how to do these things. You know, I, I wanted to grill them. I knew that because when you grill jalapenos, what happens, uh, the, the, the oils of the jalapenos can kind of, uh, they kind of cook out a bit. And so the, the pepper really isn't very hot. It's not spicy like you would imagine they would be. They actually turn kind of sweet. And, uh, you know, you also have the grill, which just adds this special flavor to it that you can't get if you do it in the oven or, or whatever. So I argued, I don't say argued, I didn't really argue with myself, but I debated over and over, how should I do these things? Should I do like you, you were saying that, uh, that y'all did at the ranch? I mean, should I core them out and then stuff them? And cook them that way, or or what? And I figured that what happened to y'all would would happen. I would um, core them, and of course you got to set them on on their side in order to really grill them well. And what would happen is the filling, the the the, the chorizo would come out. So um, I had the idea, just kind of like at the split second. Let me let me put these things, make them into little boats. Just cut them down the center, uh, lengthwise, make them into little boats. And that way, you know, I can't really turn them necessarily. You know, actually, I take that back. I did turn them because it was bacon-wrapped. So the bacon kept the chorizo in the pepper. Uh, but I put them down, uh, you know, the pepper side first, and they came out so well. So anyway, I'm, I'm so glad you enjoyed the recipe, and uh, I can't wait uh, to cook those things again. And I'm uh, I'm happy that you can't wait, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you again. I, I hope uh, uh, the CNMC, wherever that may be next year, that we'll uh, be able to uh, to get together again. Well, as I mentioned, we we received so much feedback uh, the, the, this past week, and I want to just uh, share some of that with you. Uh, if I if I I can't say a whole lot about each individual uh, piece because a number of them were uh, were recipes. Uh, but you can definitely go to catholicfoodie.com and check out all the recipes that have been submitted. Now, I still have maybe four or five that I need to post. I haven't gotten to those yet, uh, but I have put up uh, a number of them. So uh, please do go to catholicfoodie.com and check them out. Uh, but just to share a few things that have come in this past week. Uh, first of all, if you remember last episode, Deacon Tom Fox shared with us uh, refrigerator white bread. And I had never heard of that. I, I thought that was so cool. Uh, matter of fact, the funny thing about it is that he emailed that to me after I had started doing the the episode. So I'm in the middle of the episode, and I get this, you know, the the mail ding, like I've got mail. And I look over at it, and sure, sure enough, it's Deacon Tom Fox. He's giving me a recipe for this, uh, this, this refrigerator uh, white bread. So... Uh, he sent that over, and Lisa Hindi over at Catholic Moments at catholicmoments.com and catholicmom.com. Uh, Lisa is a special friend. I love her. And uh, she had this to say. She says, can you come over to my house <laughs> and make this? That was, uh, I guess, uh, Deacon Tom had sent it over to her as well. She said, you know, my poor kids, it's it's a good thing that they love to cook. <laughs> so, uh you know, if we can get together some more, Lisa, we'll have to do some cooking, and uh, I'm sure it would be a blast. Uh, Shelly, Shelly Kelly, who is the sister of Lisa that we just heard from on uh, on the voice feedback, 
Uh, she sent in a couple of recipes as well. Uh, one of them was for crawfish cakes. Uh, they look delicious. It's very simple to prepare. And uh, you wouldn't imagine, I mean, you wouldn't guess how simple they are, but you can go to catholicfoodie.com and check that out. So she sent that one in. a matter of fact, not only did she send the recipe, she also sent suggestions for anyone who is on uh, Weight Watchers. So if you're doing Weight Watchers, she gives you um, uh, some hints on some substitutions that would uh, make it more appropriate, I guess, to to that program. Now, she says even though you make these uh, changes, these substitutions, it's still going to be one of those special meals. You're not going to want to eat this on a regular basis. But delicious. It looks great. Eleanor Batson also sent in some recipes. Uh, two of them actually have been uh, posted onto the website. Apricot chicken salad, which she got from her mom. Her mom created the recipe. Uh, Ann Armistead is uh, her mom. And it looks it looks wonderful, by the way. Actually, all the recipes that came in looked uh, very uh, delicious. So you have to check those out. Corn and shrimp uh, chowder. Or you could also substitute crawfish. Uh, so corn and shrimp chowder, very easy to prepare, quick, and and, and really good as well. Uh, that recipe has already been posted. Halibut Olympia. Uh, that one has not been posted yet. It's just a it's lack of time on my part. I haven't gotten to it. Uh, but you will be able to check that out in just a couple of days, uh, maybe by, by tomorrow afternoon, actually. And then Pieces of Eight which are cheese cookies. And she says that my grandmother would make these and send them to every to us every Christian, uh, Christmas when we lived in Germany. So pieces of eight reminds me of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Sabine, or Sabine, who uh, sent us a recipe last episode, uh, has also sent one for herring. And this is, I believe, soused herring. It's uh, apparently a, a German-slash-Dutch dish. And matter of fact, she gives me the, uh, the Dutch name for this, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. <laughs> if, if Inga was around, uh, she'd be able to do it, or Father Roderick, but I, I can't imagine uh, trying to pronounce this. So, uh, But thank you so much, Sabine, for sending that in. And that is posted, by the way, on the website. Uh, Nick Padley, Nick Padley of In Between Sundays, he sent in a couple of things. First of all, he sent in a video, which I will go ahead and post the link in the show notes. And it was kind of a funny video. It was a guy in the UK who who was uh, doing a, a YouTube video lesson on how to prepare good food in a hotel. And so he, he uses the bathroom counter as his uh, counter space. He uh, uses the coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> to make pasta. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing what he came up with. I'm not sure that I would go to those lengths to prepare good food in a uh, in a hotel, but it is somewhat entertaining to see him uh, do this crazy stunt. So thank you, Nick, for sending that in. And also, you know, I um I have a a, a project that I'm working on right now with uh, the Catholic Company with Chris Cash over at the Catholic Company, and also. Our Sunday Visitor, and it's uh, it's a project to promote the books of Father Joe Classen, and uh, he he's a big time hunter and and fisherman, and he writes books basically on you know the outdoors life and uh, and spirituality, Catholic spirituality. 
Uh, great stuff. I have the books. I'm reading through them right now. Uh, I've got three of his books, and, and they're really, really interesting. And, and they're fascinating, actually. Uh, I've always wanted to, uh, to learn how to hunt. I do fish. Um, you know, the act of fishing. That doesn't mean that I actually catch anything, but I do fish. And uh, I, I would love to learn how to catch more. <laughs> Sometimes I go out there, it's just for peace and quiet. It's not really to, to bring any fish home to eat. But uh, anyway, so I love reading his stuff. And I was talking to him about some of my ideas. You know, what can I do to help promote your books? And he turned the tables on me. And he says, hey, I have this radio show now. Uh, I would love to interview the Catholic foodie on my show. I was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm supposed to be pr- promoting your your books, you know. So uh, anyway, he prevailed, and I will be recording an interview with him this Wednesday. And it's going to be about food and faith, but it's also going to start out with uh, some discussion of, of camping food. Or if you're out hunting or fishing and, uh, you know, you want it, you're staying overnight, of course, and, and you, you're hungry and you want to cook, how can you prepare what you caught uh, in, a, in, a, in a delicious way to, uh, to eat? So if you have any ideas, uh, any tips maybe that I should probably share with, uh, with Father Joe, please let me know that. You can email me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. Uh, you may also want to just say a prayer for me since I'll be interviewed on uh, the radio on Wednesday. I don't know when this will air. I think we're just recording it uh, Wednesday afternoon. But Nick did send in, Nick Padley did send in a couple of uh, hints, a couple of ideas for me regarding uh, camping, you know, cooking while, while you're camping. So thank you so much, Nick, for sending that in. And I am jotting all of it down uh, in case I need to share some of that on Wednesday. Now, I was so impressed with the next, uh, next bit of feedback. I, I mean, it kind of stunned me. I was like, what? Uh, this is amazing. And it's from a, from a father... Robert, and that's all I know about him. Uh, Father Robert, uh, he's a priest, obviously, from somewhere, uh, but he left a comment on CatholicFoodie.com on the post from last episode, episode 32. And if you remember, if you listened to that episode, you know I shared a reflection on the readings from, uh, from Scripture that day, uh, which was, it was John chapter 6, of course, and they also had a wonderful reading. The first reading was uh, about Elijah, and it all dealt with food and eating. As a matter of fact, the psalm was, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. So once again, you had that theme of eating. Well, he wrote me and said this, I was listening to your podcast last night and was very enlightened by your reflection of salvation through eating. I hope you don't mind me using this as today's homily on the conclusion of the Bread of Life discourse. Jesus said, seven times to eat his body and drink his blood. This has got to mean something, and he's serious about us eating his body and drinking his blood. Enjoyed also the food conversation, Father Robert. So I'm like, wow, you know, he's going to use something that I said uh, for homily material. That's, I was uh, uh, very uh, humbled by that, uh, very impressed, very humbled so, uh, Father Robert, thank you so much for uh, for sending that in. I mean, you you probably don't realize this, but you made my day. That was uh, that was fantastic. So, I'm just so glad that something that I say here at the Catholic Foodie will benefit other people. 
Well, this next bit of feedback, it'll be the last uh, feedback I'll share this episode. This next piece came from uh, D. Fox, and uh, many of you probably know D's husband, uh, Deacon Tom Fox, from Catholic Moments Podcast. He's got a segment there, Deacon Moments, and uh, I love, well, first of all, I love Catholic Moments. It's a fantastic podcast. Um, Lisa Hendy just does an incredible job. I'm so impressed with her. And uh, Deacon Tom, his segment, I look forward to it every episode. I mean, he just does a, I mean, it's an incredible job, but he's, he's got these reflections that are uh, that are profound, and uh, but yet they're so appropriate for our daily lives. So he's got so much to give. He does a great job, and I'm so happy that I got to meet uh, t- uh, Deacon Tom and, and his wife, Dee, once again at the CNMC. That was so, it was a, just such a treat, and uh, and I was so tickled when Dee uh, sent this to me on Facebook. She says, Ever since San Antonio, I've been listening to the podcast, even some of the older ones, and just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying them. And I love the snippets of down south music here and there. Keep up your good work. Since D.H., your dear husband, you know who he is, (laughs) is the real cook in the family, I'm encouraging him to listen too. Well, D., (laughs) I was just so tickled, and thank you so much. Uh, You know, once again, receiving feedback, it's... (laughs) I mean, it's humbling on the one hand, and it just gets me so excited that, you know, people, uh, first of all, listen to the Catholic foodie, but even more than that, that they uh, uh, they take something from it. So uh, I'm very impressed. I thank you so much, Dee. And once again, I look forward to the next Deacon moment. And in case you haven't heard yet, Deacon Tom has another excellent project underway. And if you haven't heard it, I'm going to play this promo that he has sent me, and uh, you're going to get just as excited as I am. I can't wait to start taking my Catholic vitamins. Are you a runner? Do you work out at a gym? Are you trying to get in shape? Good for you. Keep it up. And speaking of good for you, did you know that there are special Catholic vitamins? No kidding, really. You know what they are? Do you know where to get them? This is no infomercial. It's about a new podcast with Deacon Tom Fox. We've already won. Look at how far we've come. Let's fully embrace the change that has taken place. This is Deacon Tom Fox. Catholic vitamins are the keys to spiritual health. Catholic vitamins from the land of the Grand Canyon and the yucca plant from Arizona, where they say it's a dry heat. You'll love Deacon Tom's warm wisdom as he dispenses your dose of Catholic vitamins from A to Z. Look for Catholic vitamins on iTunes this September. Catholic vitamins. Who knew? <laughs> that just sounds so awesome. I can't, I can't, I can't wait uh, to start taking my Catholic vitamins, and I hope you can't wait either. Well, you know, uh, we don't eat out uh too often, uh, every once in a while we do, uh, but I was able to eat out twice in the last couple of days, actually. Uh, first was, uh, of course, I've already mentioned this, it was with Captain Jeff at uh, Frankie and Johnny's in, in the downtown area of New Orleans. It's uh, just outside of uh, the Warehouse District uh, neighborhood restaurant. Uh, but last night, we had a special dinner. It was a special family dinner. My son turned 10 on Thursday, uh, so he hit the double digits, and uh, it was just, uh, I, 
I can't I can't believe he's 10 years old. I just can't believe it. It's a, I, I really can't believe it. <laughs> 10 years is just amazing. And of course, I've got the other two, the girls, uh, coming kind of right behind him. They're now um, 7, 8, and then Christopher's 10. Uh, it's, it's like stepping stones, you know. Uh, but he was so excited about his birthday. I mean, this is the most excited I've ever seen him been, uh, seen him uh, be for a birthday. And it's the whole double digits thing, you know. Uh, he was just so excited. I woke him up uh, Saturday, uh, not Saturday, Thursday morning before heading out to school. I just wanted to tell him happy birthday before uh, before I left. And normally he's like a really groggy child, you know, when he when he wakes up in the morning. He just... He's real groggy. It takes him a little while to, 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 to wake up. And uh, I nudged him, you know, and I said, Christopher, you know, Christopher. And, I mean, he bolted. I mean, just sat up, bolt right in bed. And he says, I'm 10. <laughs> I, said, I said, I know. <laughs> I said, I know. I said, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wake you up. I said, I wanted to tell you, happy birthday. You know, I'm, I got to go to work. And uh, he was just tickled. And thank goodness, I mean, he he <laughs> he went right back to sleep. So thank God for that. He slept for another hour or so because I leave early. You know, he probably slept till I don't know seven thirty, ten o'clock. But uh, anyway, uh, I was just tickled about that. But Thursday night, my wife and I had a marriage uh, program to go to. Our parish has a a marriage program that we've been doing for several months now. They meet once a month, and they have speakers who come in, and it's all uh, you know edifying. Uh, presentations to to build up marriages and and families, so we had that we couldn't miss it. It was once a month. It was his birthday night, so I had actually we you know, I got off early that day. I had an off period last block, so we uh, we were at home, and we had gone to, uh, Char had gone to the grocery earlier that day, and uh, so I came in and got busy right away with Char cooking, and we made uh, chicken satay which I'm going to try to get her to give me the recipe so I can put that on, on the website. And also uh, spring rolls. She made spring rolls. And my, my son loves sushi. He loves Asian food. And so that's, uh, that's what we had on his birthday. Now, one of the, the presents that we give every birthday to our children, they get to pick where we go eat. And we all love to go out to eat, so that's like a special treat. And uh, we couldn't go Thursday night, so we made that, made that early dinner at home. But we said, Saturday night, we'll go out to eat. So he chose sushi, his favorite food. And we went to a restaurant in Mandeville, Louisiana, called Megumi's. And uh, our, we were joined by Christopher's godfather and a very dear friend of ours, uh, Dwayne DeRoche. He actually was on the show uh, a few months back when we, I think it was in May, when we went to the Greek Fest in New Orleans, and he was there with us. He goes every year and meets us there. And, um, uh, you know, our, my children have a special love for Dwayne. We call him Big D. And when Big D comes over, it is a big deal. It's amazing how, the, how much these kids love him. And so he went out to eat with us. He's in New Orleans, by the way. He lives there, so he's got to come across the lake to, to see us. And uh, the kids just had a ball. We went to this restaurant. And they, I mean, we love sushi. We go to many different restaurants to eat sushi. But this place has the largest portions I've ever seen. Their rolls are huge. And so we ordered several rolls for the table. 
And I just wanted to tell you, I'm going to put pictures up. You're not going to believe this. I can't just talk about it. You, you've got to see this, this stuff. Uh, they were amazing. The presentation is just gorgeous. I, had, I took pictures of every dish. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't not take pictures. They were so, it was so good. Uh, and amazingly enough, I had my wife there, uh, so she nudged me. She says, you know, you got to take the pictures before you start eating. So, so I finally did that. I remembered. I took the pictures. Uh, but I ordered a couple of things. I'm just, just going to tell you what I ordered. Uh, two rolls. One of them was called the Special Volcano Roll. And this is the first time I've ever had any kind of roll like this. Uh, they prepare it. It's got smoked salmon inside. Uh, inside the roll with um, cream cheese and avocado. And then it's rolled and deep fried. Can you believe that? A sushi roll that's deep fried. And then they pull it out and they, uh, they, they uh, top it with uh, snow crab, a spicy snow crab, and spicy uh, tuna. And the spicy tuna, it looks like what they do is they kind of chop it up. So it's it's still raw, but it's all chopped up, and it's sitting on top, almost like almost like ice cream, like a big scoop of ice cream, you know. Uh, but they also put some uh, different sauces around on the plate, and so you can actually take your roll and and dip it in these sauces. And it's it's uh, it's kind of fiery. It's it's really good. It's volcano-ish. Uh, but for someone in Louisiana, hey, that's that's a good thing. So a fantastic uh, roll, and definitely one. I wrote the name of it down so I wouldn't forget when I go back. I will be getting one of those for sure. Uh, the other one I got was called the heart attack roll. And um, I, I don't know exactly why they call it the heart attack roll. I guess it's because it actually has bacon in it and on top of it. Uh, it's just, it's, <laughs> it had spicy tuna. Uh, what else? I mean, it had uh, avocado. It had uh, another kind of fish that I can't remember right now what it was. And then they had bacon. I'd never had a roll with bacon before. Uh, but it looked so good on the menu, I had to get it. Once again, the presentation is phenomenal. And this thing was delicious. It was so good. So, uh, Megumi's in Mandeville, you ever find yourself down here in the New Orleans area and want to go get some good sushi? Or if you're on the North Shore, you can go to Mandeville, Louisiana, to Megumi's. Excellent, excellent sushi. Now, Last episode, episode 32, I had planned on uh, letting my daughters talk about some new Nintendo DS games that they received uh, from my parents, actually, um, called Cooking Mama. These are cooking DS games, and so I, we just ran out of time last episode, so I'm going to go ahead and play those for you right now. Uh, the first one up is my daughter, Grace. She is the 8-year-old. No, she's the 7-year-old. And she's going to be going into her first communion year this year. So in just a couple of weeks, she starts uh, PSR or CCD. And she will be making her first communion uh, sometime around April or early May of 2010. So we're excited about that. And this is what she has to say about Cooking Mama 2. Well, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, uh, who am I talking to? Grace. Grace who? Young. Do I know you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know you? You're my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. 
Well, I'm very happy to have you here, Grace Noel. Um, what are you doing? What is that that you have in your hand? Cooking Mama. Cooking two. Mama. Cooking Mama too. Mm. What is that? It's a DS game with you make food. You make food. Mm-hmm. What is a DS? Is that a little game thing? A little. Yeah. It's an electronic uh, game device. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's Nintendo, huh? Nintendo mm-hmm. DS. And you can carry it around with you. You have a little uh, case. case for it. You can bring mm-hmm. it places and all that. You hear that thunder in the background? Yeah. Ooh, it's going to rain. It is. Yeah. So you carry that around. And uh, what, what do you what do you do with the DS? You have lots of different games you can play? Mm-hmm. What kind of games do you have? Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, let's speak up a little bit so I can hear you. Kung Fu Panda. Littlest Pet Shop. Um, Star Wars. Oh my goodness, Star Wars. <laughs> Christopher has that. And, uh, um. I know you've got lots. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't Thank think you. of them right now. Well, uh, let's talk about, uh, mm. Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama 2. Uh, what do you do? What is this game all about? What are you, what's the goal? What are you trying to do? You try to make, well, you have friends, and you try to make them like it, and if they like, like food, the the recipe. You make. Oh, you making recipes? Yeah, and if they like it, they give you another recipe to do, and oh. they keep doing that, and if they don't do it good, then you don't do it. So then they don't give you a new recipe. You get a new recipe and first. And also, you there's bonuses, and if you get five or four. Um, you get to choose a present. There's a orange present, a blue present, and a red present. Wow. And you get to choose one of them, and there's, like, a flag in there, a hand in there, like, a hand with a glove, and, like, a square with, like, pretty decoration square. There's weird stuff. Mm. But sometimes... Are those things that'll help you cook, though? Mm, no. It's just <laughs> extra stuff? Yeah. And sometimes it's a cloud, a black, black, black cloud, and it just pops out of the back, the box, and it's nothing. You don't get anything. Oh, it's a trick. Yeah, sometimes it's a trick. So you, you're cooking recipes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tell me some of the stuff that you've made. What what kind of things have you Pizza, actually cooked? peanut butter, apple pie, corn soup, waffle, chili dog, um ravioli, seafood salad, um, crepe, baguette, um, what's this? Ooh, goodness, sautéed liver and chives. Mm-hmm. Now, did, did you tell me earlier you made some sushi, too? Have you made sushi? Yeah, I Oh, made. wow. Awesome. It's... That's a lot of new, uh, it's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. recipes you've got there, huh? Oh, it is... Well, let, let me ask you this. It's a um, California, California roll. Oh, you made California rolls? Good. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Is there one recipe that you can actually show us and, and, and make it while mm-hmm. I'm sitting here watching you? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? One that's kind of simple so that we don't want it to take too long, but I'd love to see you make something. There is hmm. A crepe doesn't take long. Okay, let's see. Hey, show me how you do it. First, you crack 
eggs. And so you have to actually you're you're moving the hand mm-hmm. on the holding on the screen. Egg. The hand's holding an egg. And, and then you I crack see. it on a bowl and then I you put see. it over the bowl if it cracks. And then it'll go sometimes, in the bowl. Uh-huh, sometimes you have to do it again. And then do you have to like um stir it up or add the other ingredients first? Mm. What do you do? This one you put the ingredients okay. in. It's put like it a little screen right here. I see. And then see. it the ingredient goes up and then you put the thing. There's butter. Well first there's the eggs. Mm-hmm. There's sugar, butter, um, and two other things. Flour? Yeah. I think flour. And I didn't see what the other one was. Me neither. Um now do you think that after cooking something on this game that it would help you to cook in real life yeah why because when i make pizza it's just like what you do except it's on the screen and not in real life yeah okay and after you do that you stir all the ingredients together over the crepe you stir Mm -hmm. them all together and then there's like this weird looking thing it's a right it's a like a little pan griddle Mm -hmm. a griddle and then oh, you put look the at that. stuff on and then you fold it like very, well, very you make it nice. bigger with the weird looking thing. And then you turn it, and fold, fold it up, it. Um, angle up, angle up. Oh, good. Well, cool. So tell me, tell me this before you do another one. What, um, do you like to cook? Mm-hmm. Um, you think that you'd be really good cooking in the kitchen? Yeah. Why do you think so? Because I always watch you cook, mm-hmm. and it helps me. Does it make you like to cook, like maybe want to cook yeah. more one day? Uh-huh. And then when you use this game, does it make you want to cook in real life too? Yeah. So you think that Cooking Mama 2 is a good game for kids if they want to learn more about cooking? Yeah. Well, cool. Well, what we're going to do is on the show, we're going to, on the website rather, we're going to put a link so that any mom and dads out there who want to um, uh, check this show out, this game out rather, uh, for their kids, if they could do that. How about that? Okay. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Grace. And after you like squirt the, um, some of the... Icing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Then you like get it decorated. There's ice cream. Oh, There's... you can make it all nice and pretty bananas there's strawberries maybe we can take a picture of that and put it on the website <laughs> how about we do that okay mm-hmm. all right i love you love you well that was grace noel grace noel young and she was <laughs> sharing her thoughts on the nintendo ds uh, game cooking mama 2 now I, I couldn't interview her without interviewing my oldest daughter annabelle annabelle therese uh, she is, oh goodness, eight years old. She's eight years old. She'll be nine in January. And uh, she has a new game. It's called Cooking Mama 1. So let's hear what she has to say about this very cool cooking game. Well, we are privileged to be sitting here with Annabelle Therese Young. Hello, Annabelle. Now you're going to have to speak up so everybody can hear you. Hello. Okay. Uh, what do you have there in your hands? My DS. 
And what is making that music? My DS. <laughs> <laughs> what is inside your DS? Cooking Mama. Now, is that the same one that Grace has? It, Grace has Cooking Mama, too, and I have Cooking Mama. So, uh, do you like the game? Uh-huh. What, what about the game do you like? Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> cooking is fun. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know anybody in your family that cooks a lot? You. Anybody else? Mom. Yeah. Well, cool. Very cool. Now, uh, what are some of the things that you cook with this uh, this game? Um, pizza. Uh, uh, spring roll. Mmm. Grilled mackerel. Oh, good. Sashimi wonton. What? Uh, sashimi wonton? Yeah. Oh. Boiled eggs. Eggs sunny side up. Bamboo shoot rice. Seafood spaghetti. Japanese steak. Uh, fried octopus dumplings. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Meat pies. <laughs> Meat pies? Oh, that's cool. Shrimp now, pa- Shrimp pasta? Pie. Oh, shrimp pie. Wow. Uh, that's some more, but I There's a lot, it. huh? There's a lot of that, a lot of different I'm dishes you make. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that by playing that game that you will learn how to cook stuff in the real kitchen? Mm-hmm. Very cool. And would you recommend this game to other kids who would like to learn how to cook? Um... You think that they should play it too? Yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, another, another question. Um, do you think that it would be fun to take one of the recipes from the game and actually make that at home? Mm-hmm. Mom said maybe we can try that. I don't think that would be interesting. I guess the recipes are authentic, huh? They're real recipes. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll definitely have to try to do that. Well, thank you so much, Annabelle, for being here. I'm very glad that y'all got those games. And, um, you know, maybe one day if y'all aren't busy playing them, I get to try my hand at cooking on a Nintendo DS. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This Mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day, to the day that you die, why not be good at it? (laughs) I love that. I absolutely love that. I need to send a letter or an email or something to Jamie Oliver to say, Thank you for saying that. That's great. A little bit of culinary wisdom from Jamie Oliver. Uh, well, we are wrapping up episode 33 of The Catholic Foodie. And uh, this is the point of the show where I say, hey, I want to hear from you. Uh, I have gotten so many recipes uh, at the, the, last, uh, the last week. And once again, I mean, it's not, not like an outrageous number. It's not like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 recipes. It's just you know, about uh, probably 12, 15, somewhere around 15 recipes that I've received this past week, and I'm just so, so excited about that. 
uh, last episode and also on the blog, I, I sent a, a call out saying, hey, send me your recipes. Matter of fact, I've made it easier for you to do. If you go to catholicfoodie.com and look at the menu bar with all the tabs across the uh, the top there, like home and podcast and recipe and, and all of that, uh, right next to recipe, on the right, you will now see uh, submit recipe. So you can now click on that, and uh, it'll take you to a page where you can submit your own recipe. You just put your name and your email, which, by the way, your email will not be published. That will not be posted on the website, but uh, your name and uh, the title of the recipe, and then you can just type it out and format it the way you want. And uh, you submit that to me, and I I put it on the blog. So it helps to fill up the recipe section of the blog. And, uh, you know, as I said, lots of people come and visit that page. So I would love to have it filled up, and you will have your name on uh, that recipe on the Catholic Foodie at catholicfoodie.com. So please do uh, send me a recipe. And if you have anything else that you would like to share, if there's something that you really enjoyed hearing here on the Catholic Foodie, or if you have ideas for a future episode, or uh, just want to share what you've had lately, whether it's cooking at home or eating at a restaurant, whatever it may be, uh, you can look at, at uh, Captain Jeff as an example who called in, uh, or, or Lisa who called in. Anything that you uh, think that has to do with food and faith, if you want to call in, you can do so. You can call 985-635-4974. And what will happen is you'll just leave a message there. Uh, there's no real person who will answer. You just uh, say what you want to say on a message, and I'll be able to play it on the show. Uh, you can also reach me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, too, that we have the Facebook page. If, you, if you're on Facebook, you could just search for The Catholic Foodie, and it'll take you to the fan page, and you can join that. It's just another way that we keep in touch. And, uh, you know, really on the blog at catholicfoodie.com and also the Facebook page, I post things there that I just can't include on the show because I've only got so much time that I can use on the show, and all the extra stuff goes on to the blog and... Uh, and the uh, the Facebook page. So uh, please check that out. It's the Catholic Foodie over at uh, Facebook. You can also there's also a link on CatholicFoodie.com by the way, and you can just uh, click on that. Uh, and Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, my my Twitter username is Catholic Foodie. And uh, if you follow me, you get to to learn about new recipes that are posted. You can also learn when new shows are coming up. Uh, so it'll give you some warning, you know, to, hey. I need to tune in. A new Catholic Foodie episode is uh, is available. I also want to say, you know, earlier I talked about Catholic Moments and Lisa Hendy. If you haven't checked out Catholic Moments podcast, uh, you really need to. You know, Lisa runs the CatholicMom.com and Catholic Moments podcast. And, you know, some people have said in the past, or I've, I've seen comments left, and even you know myself when I first started listening, most of the stuff seems to be, and, and that's a key word, right? Seems to be directed towards women, particularly moms. But I have to tell you, as a dad, I get so much out of the Catholic Moments podcast, and I, I can't say enough good stuff about that. So please go over to uh, CatholicMom.com or CatholicMoments.com 
and check out uh, the Catholic Moments podcast. You will not regret it. And that pretty much wraps it up here at the Catholic Foodie for episode 33. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you uh, you joined us here on the Catholic Foodie where food meets faith. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, bon appetit.